0: This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.
1: Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real life stories and techniques to power up your good business.
0: Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And let's be honest what we need to make our businesses successful is, excuse me, clients, the people who pay for what we do. We can do everything else, right? wrong whatever but if somebody's not going to pay us for it really <laughs> you know and 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 we see this all the time we see people who are doing things right they've got everything going or maybe they're a little overwhelmed or whatever but they're not getting clients and so the great thing is my guest today is going to be talking to us about how we get more clients without just Driving ourselves into the ground in the process. So, please join me in mel- welcoming Mary Kravitz to our program today. Welcome, Mary. Thanks, Deb, so much for having me. Well, before we start, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So, Mary Kravitz is a client generation expert and international speaker and helps her clients significantly grow their businesses without working nights and weekends. Using her methods, the majority of her clients quickly increase their income 50 to 100%. Clients include the former CFO of Microsoft North America, thought leaders in the coaching industry, and rising stars in a variety of other professions, including doctors, lawyers, consultants, graphic designers, and CPAs. Mary is also an avid roller coaster enthusiast and a kayaking volunteer for a wildlife protection program in Moro Bay. so again, Mary, welcome thank you. thank you so much. You know this really is something that we're going to have so much fun discussing because we we all think that what we're doing is the right thing and we get overwhelmed, or it's not working, or we're doing the flavor of the month or the day or the week with whatever it is that we're doing with marketing. But let's take a step back and talk to us about why you started focusing on this
1: and how you discovered that this is your passion. Well, Deb, you just kind of describes how I started in my business. He said, overwhelmed and all these marketing ideas and flavor of the month. When I started this business, which was really supposed to be kind of like a broad business coaching endeavor, what what mm-hmm. I did was I ran in every direction. I heard people online saying, Oh, well, you have to build online marketing systems. And then I heard someone else say, Well, you got to master speaking. And then, I mean, everything's coming at you. And I was trying to do everything. And I lasted about 18 months before I had mm-hmm. medically diagnosed burnout. Oh, yeah. my. So what I realized at that point was, things had to change pretty drastically because it wasn't, Mm -hmm. it wasn't just about my burnout, but also I looked at women, uh, um, kind of mentors in my life who had, they'd had experiences like I had earlier on in their career and they Mm -hmm. hadn't taken care of them and they led to much more serious health issues. And it, while they were successful in business, it was mm-hmm. out of balance. So I realized I kind of had a choice at that point either radically change the way I was working or <laughs> end up like successful, but not able to enjoy my success at a fundamental level. Right. right. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's so true of many small business owners and entrepreneurs. I, I laugh and I tell people we work 28 hours a day. And I think that, you know, it, it, it's, it's close to true, obviously, because we think, well, I have to respond to emails at midnight or on a Saturday or on a weekend and I can never really take a break. And yes, you know, I'm, I'm doing that too. I'm on vacation last week and still was checking emails, all those various things because we, we think we have to, you know, we can't take a break. We can't turn it off. And we do get burned out. You know, this is, these, these companies that we have created, these endeavors are supposed to be something that we absolutely love. And pretty soon we're like, oh, I can't do it anymore. And it's because we have pushed ourselves to the limit. And, and really, we're thinking, I just, I can't do it anymore. I'm going to go work at, you know, the the convenience store down the street or flip hamburgers or go back into, heaven forbid, corporate America. <laughs> yep. um, And, you know, right, because we left corporate America because we don't want to be part of that anymore. But, you know, and part of that is we're always looking, obviously, you know, as I've said, we're always looking for yep. clients but then it's how to reach them. And so it's, okay, I need to be doing Facebook ads and I need to be doing Instagram and I need to be doing this and I need to, oh, my my website needs updated and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then pretty soon we really are so overwhelmed that we forgot what we started you know? and we forgot that we got into this because it was yeah. something
1: we loved. Absolutely. And and the problem, one of the problems arises because we when, like, when I started in business, I didn't realize that my main job was to generate clients. I thought, you know, I'm brilliant at what Mm -hmm. I do. Uh, Everyone's going (laughs) to, needs me. Everyone's going to be in a path to my door, just like most entrepreneurs do. Right. We have the greatest thing in the world. Why don't people want to buy it? mm -hmm. And we're not wrong. Most people do have incredible Mm -hmm. skills. And the skill of client generation is, like you said, if you don't have that, you don't have a business. And so for me, the the turning point came when I said, okay, I'm sick. I I had, my business was going, it was paying the bills, but it wasn't wildly successful at that point. But I had to keep it going. I didn't want to lose it through my burnout. So Mm -hmm. I figured out ways to evaluate what I was doing to find out where I got the most bang for the buck. And I just only focused on those areas because I had about four hours of energy a week. There was no time to mm-hmm. fritter away an hour on Facebook, or I just didn't have that. So I got really serious and really focused. Um, and over the, from that experience, from like really having to get focused and intentional about how I took care of my clients and generated more clients, a system evolved. And, to me, it's, mm-hmm. it's fascinating because, you know, out of the crisis came this thing that is literally the foundation of my business today is this simple system, mm-hmm. which encourages people to do less with more intentionality, mm-hmm. more clarity around like, where are your people? What language do they speak? And what do you do when you meet them? <laughs> and, and just by Cutting mm-hmm. down the, from the, all that overwhelm we've mentioned several times already, right? It's so much more effective, and you don't have to work all the mm-hmm. time either, right? You know, and I think one of
0: the the things that always trips everybody up, and we talk about this every time I'm talking with a, a marketing expert, is who are you trying to reach you know, and, and we always say, who is, who is your target market? And I hate that because, you know, we're not really, they're not a a target. We're not throwing stuff at them. (laughs) Hopefully we shouldn't be, but you know, who, who is the best person? And invariably they will smile sweetly and they will say, everyone, I have the greatest. And it's like, no, see. (laughs) And so that really is the very first step is you have to figure out who your best market is, you know, and, 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 and and sometimes it will eliminate, you know, and actually it should, it, it should eliminate a lot of people. So that's going to eliminate many of the steps that you're taking in your marketing. You know, if you're trying to reach everyone, again, you know, then you're going to try and use every social media. Because, you know, you've got teenagers that use Snapchat and you've got older people that use Facebook and you've got CEOs who use LinkedIn. And, you know, and that's not the best, obviously, far from the best way to be utilizing your time. So that's the very first step. I mean, you absolutely have to figure out who it is that you need to be reaching. And that's really hard for business owners, right? Because they're thinking but there's money out there that I'm leaving
1: on the table. Mm -hmm. But they're not. No, no. There's money that you're leaving on the table when you're trying to reach everyone. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, it's interesting that you talk about you have to know your target and that's how you narrow down and that's where you have to start. And what I found with my ideal clients, with my people, is that there's a couple of elements. So my clients, generally, they, they love to learn. And so the Mm -hmm. challenge is how do I take this division and all of this education that I've gotten and how do I, how do I break it down into simple steps that I can do today? Because they know where they're going to be in five years or 10 years. They know the vision, Mm -hmm. but what are the the first steps? So what I, in the way I work with people is I actually get them into marketing activity before I even Mm. have them divide before I have them define their ideal client, which seems very backwards, but just knowing who my people are, they they can really stay stuck in education and learning. And that's a very nice Mm -hmm. comfort zone um, where no one ever Mm -hmm. rejects them. (laughs) And, And so I usually say, okay, What are the three most effective things to market um, your business? And Mm -hmm. I work a lot with coaches and consultants. So number one is referral generation. Uh, Number two is Mm -hmm. speaking if they like to do speaking. And then there's usually some Mm -hmm. kind of keep in touch system online. Right. It's always a little different mm-hmm. for everyone. And then once they start taking steps, then we do the ideal client and messaging as a way to refine the actions, but getting them into right. action. Yeah, they is can't so just key. see it, hear it, read it. They have
0: to actually do something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And actually, you know, I will say I do give them a little cookie beforehand, because I understand that I am literally like taking them from sometimes just like I've never done this before to launching them out into the world. That's pretty terrifying. So the the step before is they have to mm-hmm. be really clear about what they're building. Because otherwise, all this stuff they're doing, all the marketing, all the ideal client and everything, it can right. they can just go totally in the mm-hmm. wrong direction. So identifying their values, identifying their vision, mm-hmm. and clarifying their pricing structure. Because I have seen people, I've been the person who has built a business, and I'm like, you know, I don't like this because I am stuck here and I'm mm-hmm. not making enough money and I can't travel and defining those things first right. and then well, getting it to and, action. And I love that you say that because I'm That's in the process I mean. right
0: now of... Redoing myself, uh, you know, wh- whatever it is, you know, figuring out what I want to do when I grow up. I do this, you know, like every couple of years, and it's interesting because there are several things that I'm thinking. Because I do know, you know, uh, limit yourself. What do I like the most? All those various things. But it was so funny because one of the things that I came up with, I was meeting with a, a business associate last week, and she, you know, what are you doing? And 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 she is a business coach. But this was more just an informal chat thing. I you know, I didn't even buy her a cup of coffee. And, you know, I told her, oh, this is what I want to do. And she made a face. And it was like, oh. And, and she said, oh, no. Oh. And I said, what do you mean, oh, no? <laughs> and she said, I don't see you doing that. And I said, what do you mean you don't see me doing that? That's what I want to do. And then, of course, I doubted myself. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if this person didn't think I should do it, then maybe I shouldn't be doing it. And then I thought, wait a minute, I know better than, you know, and, and what it was, was I hadn't explained it well enough to her what I wanted to do. But that, that sometimes is one of the hardest things is figuring out, you know, maybe the, the, the one or two things you want to do and then expanding it from there because, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, the, your clients are everyone. Well, you can't do everything for everyone. And so, that's where we do get caught up. It's like, well, I can provide this and this and this and this and this, and pretty soon we're not doing any of it well.
1: Yeah. Or, ooh, I'll customize 27 different options for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and customization, especially you know,
0: one of the things you mentioned was speaking. Mm-hmm. People always say, I'll, I'll just speak to your group. Well, what do you want us to, you know, what do you want the program to be? Oh, yeah. You know, and then you then you go down that rabbit hole, right? Of, well, they want this. And then you're spending so much time creating that presentation that you could get 20 clients out of it and it's still not going to pay for it. Um, you know, and and so that's one of the things I tell speakers is have four or five, you know, Tops. that 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 are your standard things, you know, maybe one or two. Yeah. And then you can always have the little line in there. For a fee, you can have a customized presentation. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So that then you're making it worth their while. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to look for those places that in your business that just suck your time away. And I've, I've Mm -hmm. fallen victim to that myself. One of the things about speaking is depending on whether you're a paid speaker or you speak to Mm -hmm. market yourself or some combination Mm -hmm. of both. Um, like when you're speaking to market yourself, having fewer talks is really important because everything from right. the title to every word you speak has to be speaking to your ideal client. So like mm-hmm. someone asked me, Oh, can you do something on time management? I'm like, no. I mean, yes, my clients are time management challenge, but I'm not going to get leads right. mm-hmm. that are thinking of the right things. My my people, they they want more clients. So I need to be talking Mm -hmm. about either marketing or some form of messaging, like how to communicate your value. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. what's the point? And then I have a keynote too, but keeping it really narrow Mm -hmm. in all areas. I mean, we keep coming back around to that theme, don't we? Deb? (laughs) It's like you were right. Oh, have you read the book essentialism? (gasps) No, wait, need to make a note. Read essentialism. Okay. Essentialism. So it's, fantastic and the the phrase that he uses it's actually a german phrase and i will i don't know it in german Mm -hmm. but it's less but better Ah, i love that okay everybody say it again
0: less but better better. you and and that is so true because when we try and be everything to everyone you know, it just think, especially as as women. You know, because hello, you know, we have those personal lives too. That's where we do get burned out because we're trying to be the best mom, the best spouse, the best volunteer, the best business owner, the best at all of these things. And we know we have to limit, um, you know, even even with your families. Right. You know, there are times where it's like, I'm sorry, we have to hire a tutor because I cannot teach you math yeah. <laughs> and, you know, all these various things. And and it's funny because we go to specialists. Mm-hmm. It, both in our pe- professional and personal life you know it, it, a specialist physician we go to a cpa we go to a tax attorney you know all these various things and we expect them to just do that little bit um you know and and there are generalists of the world you know but still for something specific they're going to you you need that specific thing yep. you know and folks yep. we need to emphasize it again you're not really losing money when you start Totally focusing on who you're trying to reach and what you're trying to provide to them. Because you're losing money when you're trying to please everyone. Um, you know, speaking is is an, you know, that is that's a really great example of that. You know, if it takes you four hours to prepare from scratch every single time you're giving a presentation, then you know, you really can't get from it. But if you've got, say, one or two that you tailor. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, you want to tailor it a little bit to your audience. You don't want to yes. get up there and act like, you know, you're just talking to the world. You know, I, I left. There was a band one time that, you know, that was kind of one of their their things was they would get up and they'd say, hello, Cleveland. And they're not anywhere near Cleveland. Um, you know, and, and so you do want to have, you know, a little bit that's <laughs> in there that is for them. But that's maybe a 10, 15-minute project as opposed to starting from scratch every single time.
1: Or even easier... The customization is with an interaction instead of with a common pet. Okay. So Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Okay. I'll give you an example. So I I do an exercise. Can I give an exercise? I can just do that on here. Okay. This is great. So if uh, this is really great, if you're like doing a million marketing things, Mm -hmm. and you're not sure Mm -hmm. what you should let go of, you're afraid of missing the boat, one or the other. So what I do Mm -hmm. is I say, okay, draw a line down the center of your paper, top to bottom, In the left-hand column, I want you to do a brainstorm, a brain dump of every kind of marketing activity you can think of that you're doing, that you're thinking Mm -hmm. of doing, that you think you should be doing, you've seen it. I mean, like, it's just get the mess out of your head. It's taking a a disproportionate amount of your energy. So just get it all down. And you've got Facebook. You've got website. You've got direct mail. You've got all those things. Yep. Podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you betcha. Speaking, networking, referral generation, all of that. One side. On the other side of the paper, on the second column, the right-hand column, you write down the name of your top Mm -hmm. 10 clients. People who love you, who refer you, who don't haggle over your pricing, um, who renew their contract with you. Write down 10 people. And so once you get those 10 people down, then what you do is you draw a line from the name of the person, from your client, from each client, over to the marketing okay. strategy that brought them to your door. And just mm-hmm. draw them all out. And what you will find in general is that all of that mess that you're considering in your head mm-hmm. is not completely unnecessary because it boils down to about two or three marketing efforts mm-hmm. that are actually working. They're actually producing results. This is the first exercise I mm-hmm. did when I got sick. This right. saved, It's the what can bacon. I cut out
0: exercise. So
1: I, yes, exactly. Or what mm-hmm. can I focus on? Now, some people go, oh, well, I already know this. Fantastic. Then you can stop considering all these other things mm-hmm. that you don't need and just get better, more focused, more invested in these areas that are already working. I did this exercise in front of a group. I think it was insurance mm-hmm. and financial people ages ago. And a woman walked up to me afterwards and she's like, you know, what? we were just about to invest about $50,000 to like embark on a whole new marketing campaign. And I just realized that what we're doing is already working. We right. just need to focus mm-hmm. there more. I was like, I just saved you $50,000. Take me to lunch. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, this is an example of how I present the same content but their experience is different every time, and so I always ask feedback. What mm-hmm. questions do you have? What did you discover? And so that's what customizes right. it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to customize. Well, it. you know, and you just mentioned something that I think
0: is absolutely critical that so many people forget, and that's what you're doing now might actually be working, you know, switching to the flavor yes. of the month <laughs> might not do you anything besides waste you a whole bunch of time. Um, you know, it's, it funny. I had somebody that said, I need you to tell me how to do Facebook ads. And I said, you know, and it's like, okay, well, I can walk you through the process, but I said, you know, now I don't, you know, very rarely do we talk to someone and they are going to say, I have enough clients. I don't need more clients, you know, and, and even if they're kind of at that top of that pipeline, they obviously still need to be marketing because there will be downturns, but you know, very rarely do they, do they say, no, you know, I don't need anybody else. So they, you know, they need to be doing stuff, but you know, I, I will say, so why do you want to do Facebook ads? Well, because my competitors are doing them, I was on Facebook and my competitor was doing it, or I saw that I'm supposed to be doing it, or Facebook's now running commercials. I love those. Um, and then I say, you know, well, what are you currently doing, and and is that filling your pipeline? And if they say yes, mm-hmm. I tell them, then why do you want to waste money on Facebook ads? And that, but it's the in mm-hmm. thing. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's. And that's where a lot of the pressure and the scattered uh, attention, mm-hmm. I mean, that and your email inbox, right. but but a lot of what everyone's doing. Mm-hmm. And with with Facebook and, and the ads that are going through there, like, you know, five times uh, in your Facebook feed, if you just scroll down mm-hmm. and you're seeing them all over the place, we're, we're more inundated than ever with, with influences that make us second guess ourselves. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and sometimes it's the influencers, you know, it's like, oh, that person is doing this, therefore I must do it too.
1: Yes. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and it's, it's not to say that exploring things, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not explore, you don't want to just shut your mind down because there are things that getting in front of the curve is important. Mm -hmm. But I think what you said about asking this person, why? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's an evaluation and that's what in front of anything I jump into, any new thing I bring onto my business, into my business is what is the evaluation we're doing around this? Mm-hmm. It's like, is this going to get in front of my, I mean, if I, I get like a couple times a year, I get, i get to do this new program and it's just, I think it's the best thing ever and I'll draw it all out and I'll bring it to some of my strategic advisors and they're like, um. Not following your own advice, yeah, I know. God, but luckily I do have those advisors around me who can catch me, Um, because I'm as susceptible as anyone, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it's just the habit of of, well, two things: one, having those strategic advisors and actually going to them and listening to them, and also like myself doing my own evaluations consistently. Mm -hmm just looking at what's working cuz guess what things change so six months this is all working great i do the evaluation again in another six months things have shifted a little bit mm-hmm. and i swear i think that's one of the the most important things as business in business is like know your numbers evaluate mm-hmm. what's working and you know i can't tell you the number of people who hire me who are like i wish i'd done this six months or a year ago cuz mm-hmm. i could already see the tide was turning right
0: well, and you know, when you have got it down to two, three, or four, you know, whatever it is, we're not saying that you exclusively do those, but that's maybe where you spend the vast majority of your time and or money. Yeah. You know, you might still need to be on Facebook or, you know, do a direct mail campaign or, or you know, whatever it is, but it, it kind of takes the back seat to it because yeah. you know, and and obviously it depends on what you are and what you're doing. But you really should find that there were are, you know, probably two or three things that really are the best places that you are getting the most referrals. You know, and and it's funny, one of the things you mentioned, and I just put that word in there is referrals, Mm -hmm. because that's one of those things that doesn't cost us money. Now it can. I mean, you could have a referral program, you know, and and some things like that. But how many times do we forget
1: that that is one of the best ways that we get new clients? Yeah, it is. For service-based biz- biz- service-based businesses, it is for for almost every service-based business, it is the number one source of leads, and mm-hmm. it is the cheapest. It has a way to generate business. It is mm-hmm. uh, it's the most fun because people come to you. They've already talked to their neighbor Fred, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you were a mm-hmm. great realtor for Fred." So. Where do I sign? I mean, it's just like, it's a no-brainer. Fred already did the work for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And what people miss with referrals is, well, okay, so I'm going to rewind a second because everything that I'm talking about with marketing, I should clarify is proactive marketing. And that means marketing activities Mm -hmm. that are 100% under your control. Like what are the actions you can take? There are other elements like visibility credibility, um, Mm -hmm. online presence, things like that. So I'm talking about what do you have in your hands? What do you have control over? Because most of the businesses I work Mm -hmm. with, they're solo entrepreneurs, they they kind of do it all. And so we have to, if they're doing putting anything into their marketing, it has to have a high degree, they have to have a high degree of authority, um, control, Mm -hmm. and predictable outcomes. So just to clarify that, so back to referrals, what happens is people see referrals as kind of like this floaty thing that just somehow happens and like they don't have a lot mm-hmm. of control over it. People like me and so they'll say nice right, things. and they don't count it as marketing and they shouldn't because they're not doing anything proactively about it. So they can't bank on it. Mm-hmm. Now, my, my first foray into entrepreneurship was as a, um, as a realtor. And I learned mm-hmm. referral generation strategies. It's like, I, I'm just so grateful for that experience because it lay, laid out here is how you generate referrals. And I knew if I made three phone calls a mm-hmm. day and I sent out my mailer once a month and I sent handwritten notes to all of my people, that I would get a certain number of referrals each month. And of those referrals, this many mm-hmm. would close. And, you know, I worked in a certain price point. So it, it did become mm-hmm. predictable. But there can't be anything in your marketing Mm -hmm. strategy that doesn't have some data behind it where you say, I put in, I put this energy or money or activity in, and I consistently get this energy, uh, you know, income out. You've got to be able to have some way Mm -hmm. to track that. Otherwise, you just, you're going to have that really unsettled feeling like, oh, gosh, is the rent going to be paid? And Mm -hmm. am I in charge of my business? Or is my business in charge of me? (laughs) Right. And referrals really are one of those tricky
0: things because uh, many people, hello, you know, let's just be honest, assume that, you know, people will give referrals. They will just tell people that this was fabulous or people don't know how to do it. You know, they they, they don't know how to give that referral. And so that's kind of where it takes a little massaging and a little, um, I don't want to say manipulating, a little work. To to convince people and show them, hey, you know, and and I mean, we see that all the time where you know we, you get a postcard. If you loved us, refer a friend. Okay, you have to do more than that. <laughs> you yeah. know, you have to tell them. In some ways, you know, here is here's who I'm looking for. Do you have someone in your network that fits that? You know, yeah. do some of the work for them because the, the the easier you make it for them, the more likely they will to you know be to do it. If you just say, hey, refer me to your friends, they're like. Yeah. But if you give them some structure, then they're more likely to help.
1: Absolutely. and You know, um, referrals are one of those funny things because when I teach these to the to my clients and like I worked with a small doctor's office recently and each like the intake coordinator, the person who takes take the blood pressure, and then the doctor. They each had like a piece of it. So mm-hmm. I I walked them through it, and they started implementing, and we massaged it a little bit. So it really worked for them. And like mm-hmm. three months later, I said, "How's the process working?" And they're like, "You know, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be working that well. We're we're asking, and we're just not getting that much." And I said, "Okay." Mm-hmm. I said, "How are your new new client?" Uh, you know how many new patients about and they're like oh it's like tripled. It's like <laughs> so somewhere something worked. <laughs> yes. And that's how referral generation works. And it's worked Mm -hmm. in every industry I've I personally ever worked in. And also my clients Mm -hmm. have worked in is that if you are following a system of consistently asking, of showing gratitude to the people who refer to you, of tracking what you're doing, you're basically training people to remember you. As long as you are Mm -hmm. doing those things within like 30, 60 to 90 days, you're going to see an uptick. But very rarely Mm -hmm. when you say, hey, Deb, do you know anyone who's looking to grow their business without working nights and weekends? You're going to go, oh, sure, I got someone right now. That doesn't happen that often. Mm -hmm. But what you're doing by asking, by being consistent, there's there's two things that are happening. One is the very pragmatic piece, and that is you are training people. They are hearing you ask. There's a part of their brain that's actually getting solidified to remember when mm-hmm. they hear business coaching or real estate or whatever you do, they're going to remember you. Mm-hmm. But it, you have to do it more than right. once. Okay. Um, and then mm-hmm. there's the more, um, <laughs> I don't know, unexplainable side of it, which is when you are saying, mm-hmm. I want these things. I am going to take these actions in alignment with those things and start the inner, the stuff happens. I don't understand exactly how all that works. I've seen it so many can't times that I can't deny the reality of it.
0: And you're right, referrals are kind of these nebulous things that are out there. You know, because people might come to you and, and not say, "Well, hey, you know, I'm here because Mary told me that I need to be." You know, like you said, you know, that doctor's office—they just got new patients and didn't really know why. Um, you know, and 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 right. It's also important that. They need to actually have experience. And it was funny because, you know, I I just got an email the other day. I connected with somebody on LinkedIn and I have this, and it's an industry that I have this happen more than once. Connected with this person, a financial planner and within, you know, connected with her on LinkedIn within a day, you know, it was probably less time than that, but you know, I got an email. So great to connect with you on LinkedIn. Okay. That was nice but then it was who can you refer me to and you who in your, and i'm thinking lady i don't know you i've no. certainly never used you for financial planning and so i'm not going to recommend your services to my friends and you know and and, and we see that all the time and and no not knocking financial planners mm-hmm. people do that all the time well please give us a referral no. well i've yeah. never worked with you so i'm not going to put my personal reputation on the line by by giving out that information and and that i think is sometimes where people get caught up is they say well you know they'll, they'll go through say your linkedin profile or your facebook profile or whatever it is and say hey can you refer us to betty bob and sue well i haven't worked with you so why am i going to tell betty bob and sue to work with you
1: yeah i haven't worked with you and i don't know you because mm-hmm. there are Lots of people I know who I totally trust right. personally, mm-hmm. and we can give that recommendation. But I, I totally get what you're talking mm-hmm. about. And and these, are, the thing is, when we when I talk to people about referrals in, in in the the mentorship circles that I do, these are the questions that come up. It's mm-hmm. it's how do I ask? How do I structure it? But what if I don't know these people? And and, and it's just a process you have to walk through. It's not like okay, Deb, go out there and get good at referrals. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you need, you need some training. You need some right. structure around mm-hmm. it. And once you do, I mean, it's, it's ridiculously easy. Mm-hmm. It really is, but it's not intuitive.
0: Mm-hmm. And part of what you are wanting people to give you, and we kind of alluded to this, are the right referrals. You know, it, it wouldn't work if I said, hey, you know, you need to talk to my friend Mary about time management. You know, because that was a waste for everybody. And then everybody gets annoyed. So that's part of that training system. You know, when you're telling somebody, please refer to me when you hear someone needs X, Y, Z. You know, and and now it's nice if, you know, somebody has something different that you can say, well, you know, I really don't do that. But here's someone I could refer you to because then everybody's still happy. But, yeah, the worst thing is if they call you and you say, well, I can't do that. And then the ball just kind of drops because then everybody gets cranky.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Although I will tell you that sometimes um, I have people who are so, they're really putting up all these blocks, you know, after Mm -hmm. we've determined that this really, the referrals is is what's working. It just needs a system behind it. We've already had the conversation that this is what we need to do because it's going to be best for your business. And they'll go, well, I just don't want anyone calling me who is just looking for a bookkeeper. I'm a CPA. So I want to make sure I really tell people not to send these people to me. And Mm -hmm. it's like this defense mechanism. Right. Oh, well, I want to get so, so particular that nobody ever calls me. I'm like, you know what? If someone calls you and they need a bookkeeper and you don't want to take that business, refer it. But what you're doing by asking is training people to bring you referrals. And then Mm -hmm. once you get that not-a-fit referral... You go Mm -hmm. back to your person and say, "You know what? I appreciate it so much. I hooked them up Mm -hmm. with this other person, and what I'm looking for is." And you have the opportunity to educate. Mm -hmm. So it—it's funny that this is so nuanced. Mm -hmm. There's so many pieces to this,
0: right? Which is why so many people then say, "I'm just not going to do that." Exactly.
1: Exactly, and it's not something you have to like be in coaching for two years around. I have a 90 minute like training session that takes it, you know, soup to nuts, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So you really can learn the system if you're very committed to it. Um, and, but yeah, it does take some effort. But here's mm-hmm. the thing, most of the the clients that or the businesses that I come in contact with, literally, if they had a list of 20 people who thought they that their business was the best thing since sliced bread and referred them consistently, they would not need to do any other marketing. Right.
0: You know, they they'd have, say, a website, you know, of and, and some various things. Yeah. But you know that's because you know those those people need to look at yes, something. Exactly. You know if I say hey you know you need to, to check Mary out, Mary better have something. <laughs> you know? But but yeah, you and so maybe they're not going to networking. Yes. They're not doing all of these various time sucks yes. because
1: they don't have exactly. To. So that's usually the the thing I bring out when people are like, well, I just don't know if this mm-hmm. is really working. I'm like, let me give you a vision. And it's not right for everybody. I mean, a lot of um mm-hmm. a lot of people I work with that The formula is different for everybody, is what the uh, marketing, the combination of marketing efforts is. I didn't mean to like get so deep Mm -hmm. into referrals, but (laughs) right. But I I love referrals, and as we said, it's it's it's
0: a great tool that is so unused, and I think that's that's uh, you know part of why we really needed to talk about this. Absolutely. You know, now one of the things that you talk about on on some of your your training are the four deadly Cs that people get caught up in. What are those things, and and how on earth do we avoid them?
1: Okay, so this is good. And I have to jot them down so I make sure that uh, I we'll I forget don't... one. That's okay. I have a, I, I have them written down. So <laughs> okay, okay. So yes, the four deadly deadly C's are compromise, um, g- complicating things, uh, conformity, and comparison. Oh, mm-hmm. I got them all. Comparison. Great. These are. Um, okay, taking them kind of one by one comparison. Mm -hmm. uh, Actually, um, this is one of those things that happens to me all the time, because Mm -hmm. I'm out there, I'm building a business, I'm like, I feel like I'm on fire. And then I see somebody who is doing something that just looks so awesome. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Mm
0: -hmm. And I I can do that.
1: Right. (laughs) Or, or, you know, I'm such a loser because I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. Okay. Here's okay. If you want to hear something really silly, but this is the the honest truth is that I, I do a lot of speaking. And if you look on the speaker circuit, there are mm-hmm. a lot of people and they, they're dressed in suits and their hair is straight and blown down, blown out for the women. That's just what the look is. That's so very right. traditional. The polished. Have, yeah. And I love being polished, but I mm-hmm. have curly hair. Mm-hmm. So silly. They have this curly hair and I'm like, well, I don't look like those people. I, I Can I really do this? Mm-hmm. And so really being able to bring yourself back to who you are, what's important. It is important to me that I'm not putting on looking like other people. It's mm-hmm. so important because that's part of the message. That's part of why people come to me because they're like, look, you do goofy things. You aren't quite like everybody else. And I want permission to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I want to be myself. So comparison. Right. And- oh, go ahead and and we do compare ourselves to others you know oh, yeah. professionally
0: and, and personally and and usually we come up short right you know oh. whether it's they they look better they're doing more business you know all of those various things and you know and and it's you know then it becomes this oh what am i going to do i'm horrible i'm awful And, you know, yes, we should be looking
1: at some of those things, but not doing it in a
0: negative way.
1: Absolutely. And you just hit it on the head, which is when you get, that's good information. When you're having a a comparison moment, that it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, what am I going to do with this? Instead of letting it get to that gut level, like, oh no, what am I doing? Have it be like, okay, I'm feeling this. And is there something to be done here? Or like, I'm going to a conference next week and I'm looking at the pictures of last year's conference never been to this before and all the women are in these dresses and they just look like a million bucks I'm like should I be showing up in dresses I don't like wearing dresses because then I have to wear heels Mm -hmm. And, and I was like you know what the great thing is I feel fantastic the way I dress which is a very put together but very business casual and I go and you know what I'm mm-hmm. going to stand out. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be the suited,
0: perfectly coiffed person. Um, it's funny. I, I lost a whole bunch yes. of weight. And rather than having 30 suits, and literally I had 30 suits. I mean, I was the person who went to everything in a suit. Rather than having them all altered, mm-hmm. I donated them to a great organization And I have one. I have one suit now. And part of it is, you know, if they don't like me in my flashier clothes, and I'm still dressed professionally, you know, I don't go in in a t-shirt and jeans or, you know, whatever that is. But, (laughs) you know, it it is different than, in in many cases, than what everybody else is. It might be that bright color. And you're right. You know, if you're at a conference and you're the one in that bright yellow, people are like, oh my gosh, I remember you. You were the person in the bright
1: yellow. Mm Mm-hmm. So comparison is, is, it's just a killer, but the way to use it to turn it to your advantage is to just notice it and say, how can I use this? How can I, is there something I need to change? Would it really benefit me to change this thing? Can I emulate that? Mm-hmm. Can I, is that the next level for me? Mm-hmm. But instead of using it as a way to put yourself down. Mm -hmm. So the the next level of comparison is conformity. And that's when you you look outside yourself and say, I'm going to let other people dictate what it is that I do. Mm -hmm. And that actually takes two forms. This is kind of interesting. One of the forms is I look around me and I see everybody doing this. So I'm going to go do this. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of traditional what people think of. right? "Right." And we mentioned that with marketing. Well, if Bob's doing it that way, I have to do it that way too. Exactly exactly but the flip side is it being a, a, a kind of like a rebel without a clue you mm-hmm. know it's everybody's doing this so i'm going to do the opposite mm-hmm. with no good reason right and, mm-hmm. and and the formula for being or the i guess the the key to avoiding this on either end of the spectrum or either of those two instances is really be able to check in with yourself mm-hmm. and saying I see what everyone else is is doing. And now from my inner locus of, of being, what do I want? It is it what everyone else is doing? Sometimes, yes. Mm-hmm. Is it not what everyone else is doing? Sometimes, no. So it's that mm-hmm. significantly strong sense of center and self mm-hmm. that helps that. The, the conformity piece is, I, I don't think people have as much problem with that, um, it, unless it's the rebel without a clue stuff. Sometimes it's the new business
0: people, though, who think I have to be like everyone else because I don't want to stand out, you yes. know, and, and, or I don't, I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. Um, you know, we see that, you know, maybe a networking thing where you go around and everybody does the introduce themselves and they all sound like they're reading from the same script. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, danger, danger. You know, now you don't want to be the flake. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get that clear. But you might, you know, you might tell the joke or you might, you know, you you, you might set yourself apart just a little bit. Yeah so that, again, they remember who you are.
1: Absolutely. So next one is compromise or, or yeah, compromise. And this is, mm-hmm. I think of compromise as the death by a thousand paper cuts. And this mm-hmm. compromise rarely looks like, um, okay, Mr. Prospective Client, I will uh, instead of taking $20,000, I will take 19. It's not Mm -hmm. that kind of, or I will cut my fee in half. It's not that kind of compromise. Cause that, I mean, there's negotiations in business. That's just the way it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, but where I see it really hurt business people and especially women is the daily small compromises where you say, Mm -hmm. sure, or yes, I don't mind if you're late, um, or, Mm -hmm. um, Okay. Yes, I'll pick up the kids. Or wh- those little compromises that put what you desire and who you are at the bottom of the list, time after time after time. And, and the real the real damage this this does is it eventually erodes your sense of what you actually want because you've you've subjugated that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To the needs of everyone else. And so when you're asked to step right. up and make a decision about your business, your life, your family, it's like you don't even know anymore. So one of the things I, I give as homework to a lot of my clients and also my, my audience I speak for is I say, you know, once a week, take an hour, take nobody else's opinion into consideration and go do what you want. Make that choice once a week. To get that sense of self, to make sure that you have a, a real clear picture of what it is that you want, and we get caught compromising in business all the time too. And again, you know, we're not
0: talking about the the you know changing things. It's those little things, and yes, part of the problem with those little things is they add up in time, um, you know, and and but but then it gets muddy, you know. If if we're compromising on say the product that we're offering, then pretty soon it's like, what am I offering? You know, what is that product? What is that service? And, you know, and, and we've lost our way with that. And now, you can't always say, I'm standing firm. This yes. is the way it is. You know, there are times where obviously we do have to compromise, but think about why you're compromising. Yes. Um. And or, you know, or what you could change, you know, okay, I'll do that. If, you know, that, that kind of trade-off type of thing, um, you know, I'll work on this project Absolutely. for you, I'll change yeah. that priority, but you need to understand that then this is going to change.
1: Absolutely. And I'm laughing because I, I was thinking about um, I work with my clients to help them raise their prices. And usually along with raising mm-hmm. their prices, not just raise your prices, it's how do I communicate that? And, and so mm-hmm. most of the time, Again, especially with women, they raise their prices and then they immediately try to add more value in order to we back off. Mm -hmm. And so by the end of it, it's Mm -hmm. actually they're taking uh, they're giving themselves a a pay decrease instead of an increase. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's all about owning your value, and that's like let's do another hour on that. That's a different different program. Yeah, we'll have you back, and we'll do that. So the last one is um, complications. Um, There's this widespread belief that in order for something to be successful, it has to be complicated. And as mm-hmm. we have discussed over and over already, nothing could be further from the truth. And mm-hmm. what I found is that, yes, you know, I think a lot of people understand logically that simplicity is very valuable, more effective, mm-hmm. and so forth. But what I see some people do is sabotage themselves by... Complicating something so they never get to the end of it. Um, They stay Mm -hmm. in that creation mode or that learning mode so that they don't. Or that it has to be perfect mode. Yes, thank you very much. Yes, it has to be perfect. Because as long as you stay in that mode, (laughs) as long as you stay in that mode, you don't have to be Mm -hmm. out in the world. You don't have to be rejected. Um, So complicating as a defense mechanism is is definitely. a pattern that mm-hmm. I've seen in business. And and really the the key to that is is I have a like a mantra actually. <laughs> so they, it's on my computer mm-hmm. right now. I'm looking at it right now and it, a lot of people use this. And it's a question. It's called mm-hmm. interrogative self-talk. You may have heard of it. More effective than affirmations. And it says, am I willing for this to be easy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am, am I willing for this to be easy? So as you're going down the road of complications, I mean, I was shooting a video yesterday for some online marketing I'm doing yesterday. And my husband, I was just like, okay, I got to go do this. And it always takes me so long. And he's like, hey, Mary, are you willing for this to be easy? Don't you hate <laughs> like, it when uh, they
0: you know, yeah, push, push our I own know. stuff
1: back at us? <laughs> oh, I know. But it, it truly... the, the this phrase truly works It's a question. It helps you kind mm-hmm. of reflect in to dig into your inner resources. And I've watched time and time again, it really just melts mm-hmm. resistance. It lets your mind find the easiest path mm-hmm. through instead of your conscious mind, which kind of goes, okay, I got to uh, do this and it's so hard and it really mm-hmm. just melts resistance. Right.
0: And we do complicate things. I mean, with, with whatever it is that we're doing, Part of it is because we're thinking, oh, okay, it has to be perfect. It has to be this. It has to be this. It has to be this. You know, I remember, you know, I'm a marketing person and I would tell people, you need to blog. And they would always say, where's yours? And I would say, oh. because I had, you know, because I was telling people they needed to blog, that meant it had to be perfect. And and I'd write it and I'd think, ugh, oh. and I'd write it and think, ugh. Oh. And so, I mean, I did that for probably a year until I finally thought, just hit publish. You know, nobody, you know, now granted, there was somebody one time who said, Hey, you got a typo, but you know, the, the things like that are funny. You know, same thing with Facebook, with whatever it is. At some point, you have to pull that trigger and, and do it. Now you can fix it. You can make it better. You can make changes, all those things, but stop complicating it so much. Um, you know, I, I laugh at social media that people, you know, I, now they've, they, I've, I've seen this trend really stop, but there for a couple of years, it was the, when is the best time to post on Facebook? And, and people yep. did studies. I mean, lots of people did studies, and you know, it was two in the afternoon. And I would tell people, then don't don't publish then because that's when everybody else is publishing. You know, all these various things. And I tell them just post when 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 you want to post. You know, maybe that's evening, maybe that's scheduling it. maybe that's whatever. But if you get so caught up in that I have to do this at 110, then you know you're not doing anything, anything else well. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. And then you're right. I you miss it. it. You're like, I am oh, a failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I do it know. at 112. No, because I'm supposed to do it at 110. Uh, you know, and 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 I love uh, that they've stopped doing all those studies. I mean I've anyhow I haven't seen them nearly as much. But, you know, whatever it is, stop complicating it, folks. You know, just just go with it. It might not be right. But you know
1: what? The world probably won't
0: end. Almost
1: certainly. And you know what is great? I have found that when I make mistakes mm-hmm. and, and people catch me at them, It creates engagement and interaction Mm -hmm. that I know everyone had. And as long as when you're holding yourself up as perfect, Mm -hmm. then it's going to be very hard when you get criticism to take it. Mm -hmm. But if you can be gentle with yourself, if you can be vulnerable and laugh Mm -hmm. at yourself, well, you'll never cease to be amused. And it will create such connection. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Because then we're human. You know, I don't want to work with somebody who's perfect because... yeah, the, the the I want to work with somebody who's human because yeah. then we'll
1: relate better. Yeah, and they'll actually be a human being.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So that's kind of the inner game. So it was complicating, comparing, conforming, and compromising. What's the the outer game? You know, how do we bring structure into all of this?
1: Yeah. So that is that is all about. Being strategic, like really showing up as you, taking that outer, that inner game, and then getting structure and strategy around what you're doing. Instead of mm-hmm. just flailing wildly, like, oh, I'm going to do my, this and that and the other thing. I'm just busy, busy, busy. Mm-hmm. Um, getting really clear in each aspect of, and I'm going to talk from a perspective of client generation, because I know there's some okay. things. Right, if you get really intentional about each, mm-hmm. then it takes a lot less energy and you get m- lot better results. So the first thing Mm -hmm. is get your vision, values, and pricing together. That's the foundation. Mm -hmm. Get your proactive marketing plan together so you know exactly what to do. Understand Mm -hmm. your ideal client so you know where to, where they gather in high concentration. So that way, you Mm -hmm. know where to go. More results Mm -hmm. with less effort. Next thing is your messaging. When someone says to you, what do you do? Do you have an answer that immediately communicates your value and lets them know that you are the person that they can no longer live without? <laughs> okay. Oh, right. uh, is not an acceptable okay. answer. Sorry, I'm a coach. Uh. <laughs> Don't do it. I do social media. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know what to say. So right there, you know what to do, where to go, what to say. Just those three things, mm-hmm. very specific, very intentional, and then of course the sales part of it. If you generate leads through these first four things, then you've, you you got to know how to close the sale. And the last right. key is mm-hmm. is time management because people think, well, once I get clients, all the problems are solved. And yes. The main problem is solved, but what happens is your time gets more and more impacted, and so you have to have uh, a new way of you have to upgrade your upgrade your time management skills. So, but when Mm -hmm. just those six areas are very specific, very nailed down, then and they should be able to, you should be able to do all your marketing within a very small amount of time during your your work day or your work week, because Mm -hmm. otherwise you're like, Oh, no, I have to get clients. I have to do a ton of marketing. So you do a ton of marketing, you get clients, Mm -hmm. and then you don't do marketing. And then mm -hmm. your clients fall off. And then you're like, Oh, my gosh, I have to do more marketing. And so it's this roller coaster. Mm -hmm. So I call it the minimum marketing plan. What is that thing that Mm -hmm. will keep you growing and steady and not feeling like you're starving or freaking out? I want you to take as little mm-hmm. time as possible with your marketing. That's my goal.
0: A little bit of time management, because hello, I saw this on your website, is me. to schedule it. You know, every Wednesday from oh, yeah. nine until 10, you're going to do your marketing You know, or whatever. Yes. Maybe it's 10 minutes every day if you're really doing social media or whatever. Put that on your calendar so that you do it. And, and, and then the trick is do it. You know, it's not. Oh, I'm going to do this instead, or oh, I have this day. No, you will know, treat it as a true thing that you absolutely have to be doing. And yes, you know, you might, you know, things might change a little bit, but once you get into that habit, I still remember many years ago. Many <clears throat> years ago, I went to a Mary Kay thing, <laughs> and and one of the things they said was if you do something consecutively 21 days in a row, it will become a habit, and you know and and the same thing can can happen with this you know if you're focusing now maybe not 21 days in a row or whatever it is but right. make it that habit you know i'm going to do my marketing on tuesday mornings is when i'm going to be reaching out to people you know to to call them whatever it is but when you get into that habit you just automatically will do it without even thinking about it
1: and that's where it starts to get really easy mm-hmm. but it's getting into that and And the thing is about the structure too, I should mention is that it's not like here's a cookie cutter system Mm -hmm. and you're going to do it and I'm going to do it and my neighbor is going to do it. It is, here's the structure. Mm -hmm. You show up, you bring all of your knowledge, your brilliance, your, your insight, and then apply it so that at no point should you feel like, oh, I'm faking it. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm doing Mary's system. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be yours. And that's what makes it, I mean, that's what makes it brilliant Mm -hmm. for you. I'm not interested in creating clones. That's a totally different program. (laughs) Speaking of creating and all of those various things, you
0: do have some great services
1: and programs. So tell us just a little bit about that. Okay, absolutely. So um, everything that I do is based around those six elements I I mentioned, the client generation strategy. Mm -hmm. And I offer in many different ways. There's an on-demand, there is a a beginner's kind of group coaching, there's a mentorship circle for people who are a couple years in. Um, But the thing is, is it it really, if you you want to know more or get a flavor for what it is like to work with me or just get some information, the very best place to go is um, an information site I created called More Clients. LessMarketing.com. There is an explainer video. Uh, I'm going to have a, I think I'm going to have a webinar on there. It's, it's being Perfect. developed. <laughs> so i get to keep adding stuff there. Um, MoreClientsLessMarketing.com. Great little info site. Um, if you want to do more ex, um, exploring, I have business tools and my blog and everything over on my main web- website. And that's simply clients.com.
0: Perfect. You know, and and what we said at the very start of the program, we can develop all these wonderful products, all these wonderful services, but if nobody pays for them, it's a hobby. (laughs) So, you know, we we have have to have clients. You know, people are always, but I don't want to be a salesperson. Mm -hmm. Okay, you still have to, seriously. You know, we're and we're selling things all the time. I don't care if it's that you're trying to convince your kid that they have to eat broccoli or selling this, (laughs) you know, $1,000 service that you have we are salespeople. So get over it, folks, but make it as easy as you can. And yes. Mary has some absolutely great tips to do that. Thank you. Perfect. Well, I have been having a great time and we'll Thank just you. have you on again, because like I said, you know, we're, there's lots of other things we can be talking about. But until next time, I am Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Mary Kravitz. And until next time, everyone have a great day.
1: Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been
0: listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.